the Waycast is a podcast where we recap every Star Wars episode as they are released on Disney+. This is your spoiler alert, and you have been warned. Sukui Gar Shinies and Regs, welcome to the last episode of this season of This is the Waycast, the Bad Batch Edition. I'm Sarah Edwards, the resident Star Wars writer at Boardwalk Times. And I'm Giovanni Delgadillo, columnist at the Boardwalk Times. This week, we are recapping the season finale of season one called Camino Lost. Part two, what we've been waiting for. Camino is officially destroyed and the batch just has to escape Camino. I have to be honest, I thought this episode was a little overhyped, in my opinion. Uh, I was expecting, honestly, a really dramatic ending. And I felt like it was kind of like, oh, okay. Like I, the episode finished and I was like, Okay. It reminded me of like one of their own mission episodes, except since it's all about their survival, there isn't like some stake about, oh, we need to get like some object or thing or person. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could kind of say Crosshair is that person, but since he's constantly bickering with them, yeah, it just felt like, oh, we need to survive. And those those are the stakes. So there's nothing really else going on. But uh, the real story here is Crosshair and his relationship to the rest of them. So by the end of the episode, when that resolves, I guess that's that's where the finality of it comes from. But yeah, it didn't really feel like there wasn't any crazy like, you know, oh, we got to fight the Empire for survival or whatever. And it, did, it was definitely yeah. about that and seeing Kamino just completely demolished, seeing all those clone jars blowing up and the destruction of everything that these guys came to, you know, be so very unfortunate but yeah it definitely wasn't like constant drama like because they 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 have all these scenes of tension where it's like okay here's like for example a monster but then they resolve it pretty quickly yeah and get to the next set piece and it's like oh okay like we're trapped again they even say that at one point so it's like (laughs) yeah that that doesn't really feel like a finale where there's like you know like they have to fight some crazy villain or anything because crosshair in this case is kind of the villain but he's not really he was still so villain. rude like yeah in episode 15 he was serving us the angst vibes he was like i'm gonna give you what you didn't give me i'm gonna give you a chance you're gonna escape like he was serving up all those like i'm going to try to redeem myself and then now that he is back with them he's like all right i'm just gonna be in, in rude again and i was like wait a, wait a second like you just let them live so i i don't know i was very much like crosshair I, I still am a crosshair stand after this episode, maybe a little bit less so, but still am. And I, mm, I was just like, honey, they saved you. Like, he even gets his repeat conversation with Omega and she's like mm-hmm. disappointed in him. I thought it was the inhibitor chip. Guess not. Wow. Okay. But after seeing him rub his head, I'm starting to think that he thought his chip was removed. Or he's lying. But yeah. yeah. One of the two. Because he, he, again, when he went to go sit, he just like in episode one, he went to go sit, he rubbed his head, and he was yep. going right for the spot yep. that his chip is supposed to be in. So I'm just like, hmm, hmm, I smell a lie. Yeah, that dude, I don't know. He, he even tries to, like, redeem himself later in the episode by saving AZ and Omega. 
with mm-hmm. his rifle, which that was cool. It was like, what's he going to do? Because he, he pulls out the rifle and he's aiming at Hunter. And it's like, really, right now? And then yeah. you're like, oh, wait, no, no. He has to do something to save Omega. But what would he do? And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, harpoon them pretty much. <laughs> there you go. There were just so many moments where it was like, oh my gosh, is Crosshair going to like go back? Is he going to redeem himself? Is this his redemption finale? Mm-hmm. And then just constant like, nope, he's he's going back to his old way. Um, I'm Yeah. Like I said, I, I just thought his attitude in this episode came out of nowhere. Like, yes, we know he's kind of a grump and he's a little conceited, but I just felt like it was overplayed in this episode. It didn't, I don't know. I, I'm it's it's what happy. he is yeah he, he, he's, a, he's an empire fanboy yeah but i will say the kiner brothers were right the music was absolutely beautiful i loved very it. dramatic yes lots yeah. of like notes and then a pause like the pulsing kind of there are, there are a lot of really good sections uh, one in particular that stood out to me is when az is cutting a hole mm-hmm. in the floor and you hear an oboe solo in the background. I was like, oh, wow. I did not expect to hear that in this finale at all. So it was very yeah. nice. And oh, my God. So this week was the release of another Disney animated show, action show that um, people are watching, which is What If. It's pretty refreshing going back to this <laughs> animation after seeing that. Not, not to say that it was bad or anything. It's just that this is on such a higher level animation wise that it's like oh it's like coming home because you know it's going to be great and this this episode in particular was astounding like there were so many moments where i was like man imagine this trying to imagine them trying to do this a few years ago like they would have not it would not have been the same no no, it's just mind-blowing like so good very high quality definitely uh Oh, I, I don't know what else i can say about it except for that it's just mind-blowingly impressive like admiring the art in in this show really does help it a lot like your enjoyment because it really is something to behold and yeah, i love the scene yeah. where az is like pushing away omega's capsule and he starts to fall away oh yeah that was such mm-hmm. a the artwork was so beautiful and the music was just mm-hmm. like cutting deep i that scene stood out to me the most and then also, you know, as we're watching Camino start to just fall into the water, you see the fire and then the spray of the ocean. It, it was just so detailed. It was Mwah. very, very sad in context. But yes, yeah, no, it was very impressive. A lot of water simulation, too, which is always very difficult and it looked incredible i mean yes there were so many moments where i was like oh my god this this is like mind-blowingly good like better than some games even i was like this is a winner like yeah oh my god i will say i did kind of like how we saw the batch reacting to camino in this episode because the batch really had not returned to camino until now and so they went to their old room. They went back to the room where the batch was created, where we did actually get confirmation that Omega is older than them and that she was there when they were created. But I liked that scene where they're like, this is our room. And they're like, what happened to it? Oh, at least our board is still here. And that was, I don't know. I kind of, I really liked that little reminiscing. And I kind of wish we got some more. 
Yeah, it was interesting that they didn't really get to walk around the room very much and like talk because the only thing that really stayed was the board and yeah. Riker mentions it immediately after walking in. So he's like, here's our room. And then, and then immediately they're like, we're going to die. We have to get out of here. I will say I was very shocked that Wrecker like spoke up and got mad at Crosshair because it seemed like Wrecker's always just messing with him like yeah, I'm gonna mess with my grumpy brother but instead he was actually hurt and Tech was kind of just like mm, it's how you are like whatever. I like <laughs> his little line about disagreeing with him though. Yeah. And it's like yeah he's super intelligent but it doesn't mean he doesn't have like opinions. Yeah. Based on fact he was like uh you may be this way but also ew yeah i don't know i i i still think back to record and he was like you tried to kill us and you tried to do this and he was really hurt that just that made me emotional i was like oh so that's why i'm just still kind of mad so the way i thought season two was going to end is that crosshair would be like in some less fast way and be like I did miss you guys and if you will take me back I will make up for my ways so I was very shocked when homeboy is like still empire I I kind of figured it though when he Team said empire. good sol or soldiers follow orders I was like bro see that's another one where it's like that doesn't really make sense if you didn't have your chip because like why would you say that if because that's like the line that yeah. indicates that they're chipped up so that's another kind of clue. Good soldiers follow. It's <laughs> like, yeah, get out of here with that. So I don't know. That that was definitely Crosshair's like entire attitude was good soldiers follow orders like the entire episode. So yeah. Screw that kid. <laughs> I will say I was seeing a lot of TikTok reactions. You know, a lot of people were preparing for this to be emotional. We were prepared to cry. We were prepared to just have our hearts ripped out. And then they're all kind of like, oh, that, okay. The best way someone put it in a comment on one TikTok was, we didn't really get any answers. We maybe got like one or two questions out of it, but we didn't really get any definitive answers. Like I thought Crosshair would have explained how he got his chip removed. Like I thought the batch would have pestered him. Like, what did, did you actually do it? Or is this just meh? I also kind of was expecting just a little more interaction between Omega and everyone else. Like Omega was definitely still a big part of this episode, but I feel like she wasn't at the same time. Yeah. She did a lot of the legwork in terms of getting them out of there. Yeah. Mostly because she knew this part of the facility more than they did. And AZ was the real MVP the whole time because he had all the tools <sighs> necessary for them to survive. And she didn't really get to interact with many of them. She only yells at Hunter at the beginning which is mm -hmm. abnormal for this series. So it was like, where's all the hunter? It was interesting that she, like you said, she's like technically a big part of the episode, but also like not, you know? Yeah. Because uh, in terms of interacting with all of them, she, she mainly has a scene with Crosshair multiple times, actually. Mm -hmm. She's the one advocating for him to change because she's constantly looking back at him and she has that conversation with him. Then at the end, she stays behind just a little bit longer to look at Camino, you know, her home and Cross is just chilling there, like rest in peace interactions for the rest of the group, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of expecting a little more from their interactions because Crosshair and Omega probably had like a conversation just them two at least three times is what I'm remembering. 
And I don't know, I thought we would have gotten a little bit more out of it. Like, she really seems to care about his well-being, and he's the one who's tried to kill her like three times. So, you know, is there something about him that like makes us want to like keep him in? Do you know what I'm saying? Like there there's something yeah. missing there. Yeah, he's um I don't know. They they want to believe. She says it at the end that he's their brother and clearly he doesn't he doesn't really feel that way anymore which is why he's like yeah. but yeah i know she, she believes in him enough even then they leave him behind because he's like oh i've made my decision Ooh. yeah but his now, decision to not get rescued yeah so we didn't get that kind of finale that we wanted but we were given some indication of where this could go so that last scene when they bring out Nala say that uniform that that doctor was wearing was looking a little familiar. Yeah, that was Dr. Pershing and his crew's uniforms from the Mandalorian. He has him and Noah and Patch and everything, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. which people have pointed out since like the beginning of Mando. And they're like, oh, so he's a cloner. Well, now we know that at that point in time, Camino cloning facilities are long gone everyone was guessing oh we're gonna go to Kabito at some point in the mandalorian it looks like that's not true not happening nala say could still be alive and running things from behind the scenes or she sets it up to be that way because it's, it's it'll be a long time from now that would have been like what 45 years or something at from, least yeah from bad batch so yeah she either or she can try to get out of it or she gets rescued by the bad batch or something but yeah, we're going to have to wait and see where her story goes or if that's just a tease for other things to come beyond the Bad Batch. But we did see like a row of Imperial or yeah, Imperial commandos, which is insane to me. I'm like, where were all these guys before? Like we, we need to see these guys like team up or something. Like there are so many of them and they're like, they're the ultimate threat to the Bad Batch since they don't think like, they they think just as outside of the box as the bad match while while staying within the like reign of rules and regulations if you will like mm -hmm. they they're just creative without but they still have like some restrictions unlike the bad match who are free to do whatever they want complete free will yeah so that's like a good foil to them i think that would be interesting if the commandos become like the main antagonist as opposed to just the empire since they are like the last remaining clones and that's kind of what Crosshair was this season mm -hmm. with this garbage elite squad that got roasted really easily. <laughs> like, And um, obviously, there's so many characters we have to see again, including Cut, Hauser, Rex, Gregor, mainly clones, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, there's also like the new that one horned guy, the the gangster dude and then yeah. sid we didn't even get to see sid in this finale that's right i was expecting yeah some sort of reunion with sid uh to be honest though i think it's kind of for the better that they don't like completely wrap everything up in a sort of epilogue-ish sort of way i think that'll make season two kind of flow the same way season one did where the this premiere of season two starts off and you don't know how it's going to start off mm -hmm. uh similar to how each episode in this series kind of was a surprise i feel like that's going to be interesting because 
I hope they don't do a lot of like, okay, we got to do missions for Sid over and over again in the yeah. next season. I feel like that kind of diminishes the the stakes. And it's not like they can't do stuff like that occasionally. Like it's just filler, quote unquote, episodes aren't always like bad for the story. It's just um, when it becomes repetitive, when you can feel like, okay, this is exactly what we're going to see. That just kind of, you know, make it less interesting so hopefully the next season focuses more on, on characters instead of just okay we're gonna throw the characters into like some wacky scenario it's like more about why are the characters doing this wacky scenario besides very kind of for very silly things like money and you know basic survival needs it's like really do you have to go do this complicated mission to to get that like eh. yeah yeah like eh. it, it made more sense in rebels when the rebels were like collecting items for the rebellion yeah they had a like purpose an they had an thing. objective yeah which i mean even some of those were just as like cheesy so yeah. it's not like the best comparison but it's still like oh yeah no they definitely were like we're gonna go get some missiles or we're gonna go <laughs> some ships or or here's an episode where these two characters that are you know antagonists to each other are stuck in an, a cave or something and they have to help each other out like stuff like that so hopefully we get more and then hopefully crosshair he's basically zuko in this series let's oh, be real easily yeah he has the scar now and everything so yeah. he's i'm really glad there was something in this episode that i noticed and i really wanted to mention it which is there is a lot of really high quality show don't tell moments Mm -hmm. uh because of the character's facial expressions and no dialogue and i was like praise the script like that that's the thing no matter how uh, and i've said this the whole season no matter how uninteresting things get i never blame the writing being bad like none of it has ever been bad in fact i would say it's it's actually borderline always great the problem has a lot more to do with what they're writing itself is just not very interesting story-wise it's like like here's an episode where Sid and bug monsters and stupid stuff, but at least it's it's solid and and the dialogue isn't terrible. It's like that that kind of stuff feels it's hard to explain, but it's like come on, guys. I see what you creative. mean, though, for sure. Yeah, like like for me, there's a lot of strength there because the, it was for me it was the silence was deafening in this episode. Every time yes. the characters were not talking, you could see like what was going on in the faces that's also still attributed to the animation though as well that was one of the things people complained about in marvel's what if was that the facial animation is pretty bad and then you go back to this and it's like oh my god so so many details yes i will say that with the way this ended so giovanni and i were going to give our predictions for season two because we thought we knew where this was going to go but now I have another prediction. So at first we thought that it was going to kind of follow the Battlefront 2 from 2004 arc where the clones rebel and we have a clone rebellion, not the rebellion, a clone rebellion. Because if you haven't played Battlefront 2, um, there's a battle where some clones are revolting. Kamino was still a thing and they were trying to protect the facilities. Obviously that can't happen anymore because Kamino is destroyed. And, but we thought the batch would team up with Rex and just try to free the clones. But one thing I noticed about this episode is that clones on the Imperial side showed up a lot more than they ever have. Like the ships still had a bunch of clones on them and not stormtroopers. Yeah, you're right. Because that one clone comes to talk to Rampart and he's like kind of hesitating to talk about Kamino. Like you could see kind of sounded sad, but 
that specific part you're absolutely right. yeah i i noticed that too immediately i was like wait where are all the like tk dudes like i guess right? it makes sense that they're on camino and they would still have a lot of clones you know getting off world but they specifically mentioned in the last episode like vip type people including crosshair which obviously i leave him behind because he's fighting people but it's still like that that was interesting because i was expecting to see fully tks and i think that's a good thing because I, th- I feel like that's a problem in um in like storytelling in general like this could be for novels anything that whenever a big shift happens it happens almost a little bit too quickly by just a hair um so in this case switching from clone troopers to stormtroopers was feeling a bit immediate but they've done it in such a smart way where it's like okay this feels like a natural progression from the republic to the empire yeah so i I really appreciated that it's like so the clones are still somewhat in service um while they're moving them off world to wherever they're going i assume it's the same planet that they show nala say on at the end which gorgeous planet beautiful planet yeah really cool we'll we'll have to wait and see it's just really interesting that they're like doing all this detail in the world building Mm-hmm. without calling attention to it i think that's what's i think that's the series biggest strength is with the m well with not having rebellion be a part, part of the plot maybe until like next season or something or if it doesn't happen at all kind of sucks but it's still really interesting the way they flesh the world out by having the bad batch kind of be the the viewing lens onto that because mm-hmm. they're a part of it they're clones as well just they're not regular clones obviously that's like duh, the whole point of the series so we get to see them be like the or like free will or something whatever mm-hmm. version of of the other guys and and because of that they have like an entirely different uh mindset about what's going on with the empire and the clones while the clones or regs are all screwed and they have no no chance to say what they actually believe in so yeah i found that really interesting that we're getting you know more of that stuff without being directly told what's going on constantly like yeah. oh yeah gregor somewhat tells them like oh yeah um the commandos are training these new guys and then tech finds out that they're called tks and he knows they're not clones and they're all being replaced but it's never it's never like ridiculously over explained and it's never like scenes where it's like rampart going over stuff it's all very natural and you're experiencing it with the main characters and that's that's what i say about strong writing that that's how you should do it mm-hmm. like agreed yeah it's just i don't know some weaker series would have had a whole thing about like the exposition dumps constantly about the clones and the empires changing everything <laughs> and oh it's like yeah, this was much better and this finale definitely solidified that with all the shots of Camino being destroyed and and how they were feeling about it like just that action reaction thing in in this episode is very strong Um, agreed yes yes but yeah that's really all I have to say about all of that um we're probably going to get expanded on in season two which I hope I really I'm I think my biggest worry is that like we're gonna just dump off crosshair maybe toward the end of the show like when the show itself is wrapping up either someone will die or crosshair may actually get redeemed. I don't know. I I I noticed in the middle of the season how we kind of dropped off from wanting to save crosshair and I understand why, but it still makes me sad that we did. 
And now I, with the announcement of season two and the way they decided to end this finale, I'm worried that they're going to be like, Crosshair doesn't want us. Like, we're just going to forget him, which I don't want them to do. Um, but with the introduction of these, you know, Nalase is still going to be cloning. Like, I almost wonder if we're going to see Grogu in animated form. I don't know if he'll be a focus for the entire series, but I could see him making a little guest cameo. I, I could believe that. Because we we don't really have any context for how the Empire finds out he exists. Yeah. Really. Like, all we know is, oh, he's on this random dirt dust fall planet. Go find him. Like, that's pretty There's much There's still the- possibility that, like, he could be a mission from Sid for the Batch. And they're just like, who is this baby? And, I mean, you that... You never know. That could be a plot line for season two. I, I could see it. But, yeah, I'm... I was very excited for season two. I'm still definitely excited for season two. I really enjoyed this show. I enjoyed everything about it. And it, it really hit me hard in some emotions. But I have to say, like, I I really want to know what the story was is going to be. Because we also just never saw Cody. We never saw... Oh, that's Wolf. true. We never figured out what Rex is really doing. Like I said, so there are a lot of questions. The season finale really did not give many answers. I'm interested to see how much people anticipate season two of The Bad Batch because I would say overall reaction has been pretty meh. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, it was fine, but it wasn't like amazing, crazy, like super over dramatic, which doesn't have to necessarily be. It just felt like because of the fact that they're constantly in like kind of superfluous danger, like. Mm-hmm. It just it just feels very uninspired. So it's like, eh, like so the other it's thing I was getting episodes in, have ended that way. Oh, yeah. Where it's like or seasons have ended that way where it's like okay, like cool. Yeah, true. But but yeah, the other thing I was getting at is um with this whole interconnected universe and everything, I wouldn't be surprised if they find some way to make Rex's story separate. Which mm-hmm. I think was for the better. Having Bad Batch constantly meet all these cameo characters, which that's the other thing. Uh, Bounty Hunter characters were only in here for a short while and yeah. now they're not around. So that makes me think that Rex might be getting not a show necessarily, but like some novels or something about how he and his clone buddies got together and, and decided to go fishing. Like that, that make that their whole thing. So, I think Rex having yeah. a novel, even just one, I think that would be the best way to just set up his his story. Because one thing I love about the Star Wars books is that we delve into their thoughts a little more. We delve into what they're thinking and feeling, where the show, we only see what they what they are willing to express. So I think that Rex's instance, a book would be perfect yeah exactly i i am 100 with you on that that's why i'm like i don't see them as much as we see the bad batch helping certain cameo people i don't see them being like the main catalyst or like the main characters no. behind the scenes like they aren't you know the skywalkers which are the whole point of the mainline movies where they're like so important that everything revolves around them yeah having the bad batch be that for the clones would have been a bit weird so doing it in a way that feels kind of respectful where it's not like constant like oh we're we're a main part of the universe so there's going to be main stuff everywhere it's like yeah so hopefully we get some sort of something with rex because we get hints of it 
-hmm. like for example in the episode where he's like telling them to go rescue gregor and he's cloaked and everything it's like okay so clearly he's in some peril but we don't know what or where or why so he busy he got himself busy hopefully that's answered somewhere else but for in terms of like bad batch season two i I honestly don't know what to expect from him or anyone else so it's all up in the air even now clone wars books because we really don't have very many we have clone wars stories of light and dark which is basically just a novel retelling of uh of some of the best clone wars arcs um any clone wars novels are legends so they're not canon anymore so we really don't have a lot of clone wars novels that are canon but i think that would really benefit this lucasfilm animation because there's a lot of story arcs that people have wanted that you know the the story is excellent but there's no really there's no room to really do them in a tv show so a novel is the best way to go like dark disciple it would have been a great episode arc but it, it needed to be a book it was way better as a book hopefully there's some re- resolution there whether it's in media form or not but who knows I mean, there's still a lot of characters in this universe. There's still a lot of stories they can tell. And I I really hope that they get some really, really deep dive type stories, Um, you know, at any point, whether thematically or like character wise, just, yeah, (laughs) not much else I can say about that. Well, this is the last episode of This is the Waycast for a while. We will be back for sure in December when we have Book of Boba Fett. Once we get that release date, we'll be able to let y'all know when season three of Waycast will start. But again, this is the last episode for a while. So thank you for tuning in every Friday to hear us recap Bad Batch. We're very excited to come back for season two of Bad Batch. We're going to be back for Book of Boba Fett and then Andor and Kenobi. There's so much coming out that we will be here for, and we're very excited to recap it for you. But until then, thanks for listening to another episode of This is the Waycast. For more Star Wars content, head over to boardwalktimes.net and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Boardwalk Times. Trek Benji, shinies until December! This is The Waycast is a Boardwalk Times production produced and edited by me and Giovanni Delgadillo and music by Kevin McLeod.